Hi, I'm Jack Fitzgerald, and I keep hearing about a shortage of cars. Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of cars and trucks to fit your budget and lifestyle. On used cars, everyone asks, is it a good car? Is it a safe car? We can answer yes and yes because of our Fitzway checkout, and we give you a copy in writing so you know what you're getting. No surprises. Go to Fitzmall.com for transparency you can trust. That's the Fitzway. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, the man who turned over the Gruden emails to the New York Times, one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing, as always, during the pandemic, air quote, Saturday morning, sir? Uh exhausted i like i feel that we've just been on this on this roller coaster of just sports news just drama and at some point i like expected the end oh no i oh no i thought about this i actually wrote this down in my work notepad we like i i thought this was like a novel and we still like have we reached the climax yet like i don't know like in terms of like just ben like i because what are we at the denouement, the rising action. So I always always get confused. Is the is the denouement the rising action or is the denouement the falling action? I never remember that. I thought um, the de- no oh no, I'll no, look it no. Up. the denouement is falling because if okay. you do the if you do the Latin the D decrease. Chew, man. So then, so then, what the hell is called the rise? Is it just called rising action? I think it's just the rising action. I think it's okay. just the rising action. Are, are we at the rising action of 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 the Shakespeare rendition of Benson? Yes, we are we are at the rising action. Again, you're not getting denouement and rising action on any other <laughs> sports talk radio show in this city or any other city, you know, so just so you, FYI, just so you know. Um no, but we are at the rising action of the Ben. But we've Simmons been at the thing. rising we've been at the rising action for like four months. We have been at the rising action since number twenty five didn't rise up and dunk the ball on Trey Young in game seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals. That was the beginning of the rise when the rise didn't happen. The climax in all this, I don't think happens until next Friday night. To me, that is the climax of all of this because as we have learned, Ben Simmons just showed up to the Sixers facility the other night. He's going through his COVID protocols. He is training on the side with the coaches. And Now, when did he talk to payroll? When did well, he talk to payroll and say, yo, I'm here, not vaccinated, but I'm here. And <laughs> like, you need to act, reactivate my direct deposit. I don't know when, yeah, I don't know when he talked to payroll. I don't know who he talked to to get the key card activated, uh, but the key card's working. Um, I for assume now. he's getting paid. I assume, yeah, for now. I assume he's getting paid for now. And again, depending on who you ask, he may be in uniform for the game, the home opener, Friday night against the Brooklyn Nets here at the Wells Fargo Center. So I think that's the climax of this. We're going to talk a lot of Ben Simmons because, again, as, as Chris mentioned, you know, this has been a long, drawn-out story that's going on for months and months and months. It continues every single week, even though we think it's every kind of going – Every day. Yeah, well, every day, every day, even though we think it's getting closer to the denouement, if you will, um, of the story. But we got some Sixers to talk about. We got some football to talk about as well. Um, again, this is a weird thing because we're actually recording this before the Eagles play the Bucks. So we will give you our preview of that game. They will lose. And we will talk, <laughs> talk about going forward uh, what the Eagles have to look forward to um, after the Tampa Bay game here uh, at Lincoln Financial Field. So we got some sixes. We got some Eagles to talk about on this edition of the Broad Street Line. As we always say, sit back, relax, take a ride on the Broad Street Line. The future Sports Talk Radio has finally arrived. Any shout outs, sir? Um, no, I just want to just say since we're like, I, I, I mean, we did this before, but a special thank you for any soul, happy, sad soul that has listened to this show and has and, and has supported us during our Philly camera and just overall. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, feel hashtag grateful is, is, is how I'm feeling with like, I don't know, just being able to just do this. And like, I don't know, like, I don't like not many people say, can say they have a show on FM radio frequency. And we do. No, we have a show on the FM radio frequency in a major market. And they kind of let us do 
pretty much whatever we want, which is kind of crazy because they obviously have no idea what they were dealing with when we signed up for this whole thing five years ago. But again, we were closing in on five years here uh, on the Broad Street Line on WPPM LP Philadelphia. So as Chris mentioned, thank you to all you guys out there who've listened to us, whether it's here on Philly Cam or wherever you get your podcast. Again, you can search for us. Um, again, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Ditcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Spreaker, YouTube Music. Again, just search for the Broad Street Line. You can listen to us there. You can listen to us on the TuneIn app. Just go to the TuneIn app and download the uh, go download the TuneIn app. Excuse me. Search for Philly Cam, or you can listen to us live every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern um, on the Philly Cam station. But again, Philly Cam uh, celebrating its 55 year anniversary, and this month, October, is the uh, People Power Media Fest. So this is our annual month-long celebration of community media and membership. This year, we are focusing on sharing the ways our media can be a form of community care because, again, we've all been through a lot of stuff these past 18 months, and we all need some kind of outlets or something somewhere we can turn to and kind of have, you know, whether it's an hour or a half an hour or something, we don't have to kind of do, deal with everything else going, going on in the outside world. So so Philadelphia, um, um, Philly Cam and WPPM, again, we're focused on community care this year. So be sure to catch our conversations, workshops, and special programming on why storytelling cultivates care. Tune in all month to be a part of the festival on cable, radio, and online. For more information, visit ppmfest.org. Again, you can listen to our shows and a bunch of other shows here on Philly Cam Radio. And there's a special, a couple of special shows on Philly Cam. Again, Wednesday, October 20th is the official five-year anniversary. So from 4 to 5 p.m., 5 p.m., there'll be a radio roundtable. And from 6 to 9 p.m., there's a special celebration of five years of Philly Cam Radio. So, again, please tune in. Again, you'll hear about some of the stuff that we talked about for our five years here at Philly Cam Radio. And, again, it's all thanks to you guys listening to us and supporting us here um, at WPPM LP Philadelphia. Since we're talking about following us and, you know, wherever you can get your media, please follow us on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I'm at the BS line. The premiership is back after the international break for all this World Cup stuff. So I get to see the Blues back in action. Tweeting about that Saturday. Saturday, what are you tweeting about, my friend? Um, in between my like marathon Madden moments, yes. I don't like. I I try to watch college football, so maybe I'll be tweeting out about that. But okay. you, but 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 the world gets enough of me on Sundays because I just tweet and tweet and tweet and tweet from 1 p.m. Because I don't tweet about the 9 o'clock game. I probably won't even be up. But from 1 p.m. to 11 p.m., it is all football. Seven hours <laughs> NFL action on the red zone. And, of course, since the Eagles played on Thursday this week, this is a all Scott Hansen all the time. Now, do you edition. feel the need to, like, it, like, like, watch? Like, if the Eagles aren't playing, Will you ever just watch a game instead of red zone, or it, it will like? Is there is there a time when you will just like, or will it be all red zone all the time during non Eagles? I'll say ninety five percent of the time it's all red zone all the time. If there's a super elite game that's on, then I'll watch the game. So you aren't um, watching solely Cowboys Giants. Absolutely not. But if you told if you had if you had told me if 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 again let's say in, in a in a different world if you had told me there was like Chargers Chiefs that was on in the four thirty window I'd be like all right I'll watch that and then I'll flip back the red zone. But if it's if it's not like a super elite game oh it's all Scott Hansen it's it's all Scott Hansen all the time. But again I'm a degenerate because I because we talked about this on the show last week I was up at nine thirty you know what I did at nine thirty I turned on NFL Network and I watched I watched that game in London. And it actually wasn't a terrible game. It was just two terrible teams. But I watched it because, again, I can't help myself. And so we got 14 hours of action of NFL action on Sunday. <laughs> will, I, will I do it again this week? I don't know because that game is bad. Like, it's, a bad it's a bad game. I, I, I mean, you, you're not interested in the return of, uh, of Tua. Tua. Tua v. Trevor. Yeah, Tua v. Trevor. Um, again, as uh, our good friend Rick Ross would say, Tua Tago v. Aloha. Um, I am very interested in, in, in knowing that Urban Meyer – can go to multiple pine houses in London because there's tons of pine houses in London. So will Irving get caught up at pine houses not named after him? We'll find out this weekend, perhaps. Um, that's a bad game. Will I watch? I'll probably watch a little bit, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Because, um, again, that's how they get me. So, yeah, so follow us on Twitter. He is at SKD215. 
I'm at the BS line. We'll talk some Eagles and again. We won't get too too deep into the Panthers game because by the time this airs, it's going to be a Bucks game that, that's already two days old. But Eagles snatching victory from the jaws of defeat against the Panthers, 21-18 win. Uh, that offense looked terrible in the first quarter, in the first half. The defense looked terrible for the first quarter. Um, I was pretty ready to. I was pretty much ready to run Jonathan Gannon out of town. But you know what, Chris? You know what happened? I saw a defense make plays, make multiple <laughs> plays. When was the last time you can remember an Eagles defense make that many plays in a single game? 2018. Playoffs, 2018. No, like, you know the last – no, I, I I don't remember, like, the de- – like, I guess they, they made some plays in 2018, the year after the Super Bowl. Like, I, I, I mean, like, they beat the Bears in the playoffs, so I guess they made some plays there. But I – but if I can't remember it, it, it could have been memorable. Like, when's the last time you saw, like, I don't know, a Chris Long type play where a strip sack and, like, or, or like, I don't know, like, like a pick that leads to a pick. Like, you've seen it in Kentucky. You've seen it. At, you've seen it more than you have in the last year and a half. I mean, you saw the Fletch, like, the Hargrave Fletch thing in, in the right. Cowboys game. Right. But that slate play, you could say that was a play that a playmaker made that that was solely made for a playmaker. If you had the X factor gene in Madden and it, it's been too damn long. Like, I, I mean, but of course, I, I mean, knowing, knowing how the Eagles can handle success, they turned that great interception into, into a field goal. No. Um, I, I still, is it, is it reason to be excited about this team? No. It, it, like what I like, like, would it be cool to see this all season? Yeah, I I just need to see it again. Maybe not this week, but maybe if you see it against the Raiders or a bad team against the Lions. Like, I, I mean, like, I think this front four has been better than it has been, in, like, consistent, like, through five games, I think this front four has been more than decent. Like, I don't, like, I don't think after five games I can say inconsistent about that defensive line. Like right, so go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, because you've gotten consistent play out of Hargrave, more than consistent out of out of Josh Sweat. Like I, I don't know. There's like usually there haven't been more than one guy playing well on the defensive line. And it feels I don't know like, I don't know what the stats tell me. And like I don't know, Fletch had a half decent game th- this week. I I, I think all the, the problems stem from just the linebackers in the secondary. Secondary stinks. Not, like not the not the cornerbacks. I think the cornerbacks are doing deep. The safeties are just kill. Like safeties and oh no, you know what I can say about the defensive line? They're awful at stopping the run. Like I don't know. That's the one. Like but that's the thing that they've been solid at for a couple of years. Like even though the pass rush hasn't been consistent, they've been decent stopping the run, and they've been atrocious stopping the run. So just to, let's talk about the defensive line first. So you're right. Like I, when you said like they've been better than good or pretty good, I forget I forget the phrase you used. Like, yeah, I'll push back on more that than again, decent. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, well, all right, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna give them that much because again, against the run, run they haven't been good. And again, I think outside of outside of Hargrave, I think everybody's been been kind of inconsistent. I guess for for lack of a better term, again, you got nothing out of Fletch for just about you know until like the last couple games, and then. He had well because he, he had what five tackles going into the uh, going into the Carolina game. Obviously, he had the big play against Dallas, and he had a, a big sack against uh, Carolina. But again, I think Fletch is giving you less than nothing. Like you said, Josh Sweat's he's been fine. He hasn't been consistent, but he's been fine. Ryan Kerrigan didn't give you a stat until Sunday. Um, yeah, obviously, Derek, and Derek, Derek Burnett can't get on the field in time half the time. Um, so I'm not going to give them better than. No, uh, no, I changed. No, like I, I just no, I felt like. I feel from a pressure aspect, I think they've been a little, but, but I think the, the, the run issues have superseded any sort of positive, positive impact that they, they are, they're getting gashed in the run. Like, I don't know. They're just not giving up three, four yards of carry. They're giving up five, six by Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> no, that was the thing. It's like, I know the Eagles won the game 21, 18. And again, like, Chuba Hubbard didn't run all over the place, but I mean, he had a, he had some nice runs. Like one of my mo- most lasting memories of that game is going to be Chuba Hubbard like busting a run out to the left side and just stiff arming linebacker X or even Darius Slay on that one play, just stiff arming linebacker X and picking up three or four extra yards. 
It's like, I don't understand how it's always Alex Singleton always getting stiff arm to the ground by running back X, like no matter who it is. Like, it's like, is it that hard to like, again, when a running back breaks one outside, like, is it that hard to kind of close on the dude and stick him for like a one yard gain? Like it happens. It seems like it happens all the time. No. And, and it's not, and not never defending the Eagles defense because they don't deserve any defense. No. It's not like they've been atrocious for five years. They they had two historically, they had a historically bad two two game run. They gave up forty mm-hmm. points. Like I don't know, but it's not like they've given up thirty five every game. Like I, no. I mean they, I, I mean they played decent against the Falcons, played really good against the the Niners. It's just their mm-hmm. their offense couldn't like like complement them. So if I had to give them a grade after like I don't know five games, I'm in the defense a C plus. Yeah, I think that's fair because again, when like when when they you know when they've had to they kind played of turn the Chiefs, the Roy. They played the yeah. Chiefs and the Cowboys. It's not like you got lit up by the Bears. Like I, I like they got lit up a lot. Like they got lit up like the Fourth of July. But I mean, who doesn't get lit up by the Chiefs? And who's not getting lit up by the Cowboys? I mean, the Giants have a decent defense and they got cooked. So I'd like to see the, no like, and I think for the rest of this for this entire season, I felt like. Like, control what you can control. Like, I don't know. And, and and that's something that they haven't been able to do. Beat the crappy teams. Right. Be competitive against the mediocre teams. Like, and if you get your doors blown off by the good teams, you're expected to because you're not good. Yeah, that's what, again, we're recording this before uh, the week six game against Tampa Bay. And I think, you know, at this point we know this team isn't good enough to beat good teams. And that's fine because, no. again, we didn't expect that. But, again, they seem to be good enough to beat bad teams. Yeah, and yeah, no, beat the and bad no, teams. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like that Panthers team was a fraudulent three and one, but they were three and one. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like that, like, like it coming off the last two games, you would have thought that they had no. You would have thought they would have just lost that game, but I mean, like, I know the Panthers didn't execute well, but like they should be better than the Eagles at home. But yeah. they're not like, but the Eagles somehow, like, I, I mean, and I think the. The take, like the positive takeaway I'll take from last week's game is they had some perseverance. And like, I don't like, I, but I don't know what person, like, I don't know what that says about the team. If you have perseverance, but you have zero discipline, you have just no plan. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, it, there seems to be like nothing's happening during the week because you're, 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 you're committing the same, like, like, I don't know, penalties every week. I mean, you had another, another pick. Uh, offensive PI. Another offensive PI that took away a touchdown. <laughs> Again, the Eagles have had five touchdowns called back due to penalties this year. Like, I don't know what the NFL record is, but five touchdowns called back in five games is pretty amazing. It's pretty hard to do um, to have five touchdowns called back because of either illegal man downfield or illegal pick plays. Again, you had it twice in twice in two weeks with that illegal pick play. This time it was Greg Ward. Uh, but again, like it seems like again, it seems like you, you mentioned it just now. It seems like there's a lot of things that this team doesn't really like. Whatever they're doing during the week doesn't click all the time. Like it doesn't click, obviously, on all the offense, time. It doesn't on click offense. any of the time. Like, but I, it doesn't I, click I, on offense because, like, you see the offense in the first quarter. Like Jalen, well, the first half, like Jalen Hurts had like he was like he was like twelve or twenty for like seventy four yards or something ridiculous. And it's like, what? What do you? What was your game plan coming into this game? Because it was completely the wrong plan. Like I don't know what you were doing all week, Nick Sirianni. But obviously, whatever film you were watching of the, of the Panthers was just the wrong film. No, and I, I know people want to dump on Sirianni, and it's but I do, and, and no, and it and 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 and, and it's legit. But we got to like a, a decent amount of blame needs to be laid at this quarterback who I, who I don't know needs to figure out how to run an RPO. Like, because, like, um, because those RPOs, like, it's in, the control is in his hand. He either hands the ball off or he, or he, or he pulls it and throws it. And a lot of the time he's not making the right call. Right. And for the first five games, I feel like the offense, the, the thing that I just think about every, every game is they leave so much meat on the bone. It's like me eating wings. It is like, <laughs> no, like, I, I mean, they're just, they can't capitalize on opportunities. And no. I understand bad teams don't do that, but they are, they're really bad at, at, at like, just, just eating, like, like taking two bites of a wing. But again, we're, we're of, or we are of the opinion. And this is, 
a six or seven win team. This is what six and seven win teams do, man. Like they, they just like they just leave points on the table. They leave yeah. opportunities on the table. Like, I mean, again, it doesn't surprise me they leave meat. What well, does? Well, no, let me take that back. It doesn't surprise me they leave meat on the bone. It's again that five touchdowns called back by penalty. That stuff surprises me. No, that's seven that's points like, a game. No, that, <laughs> that's like that's like ordering like a steak from like Del Frisco's and eating like five bites. Yeah. It's like you're costing yourself seven points a game because of stupid mental error. Like seven, like directly, not indirectly. Yeah. Like the other stuff is in, like the other stuff is indirect or whatever. Like that you're directly causing yourself seven points a game because you can't do basic fundamental stuff right. Like you can't. And yeah. And for a team that has a decent offensive line, somehow mm-hmm. like with everything that's going on with that offensive line, like with right. Lane and like Brooks and all this, their offensive line is holding up. I, yeah. I mean, it's not a sieve. And you have a defensive, a decent offensive line. You have a running quarterback, and you are atrocious in the red zone. It, that makes no sense to me. And that part for me is that part is coaching. The mm-hmm. just re, at complete refusal to on first down. I don't expect you to run on third down, buddy. First down, first down. <laughs> no RPO. Run the ball. Like half, like inside, like and just set a tone. Like I, I mean, like, cause should it like, it doesn't feel like the defense is like on their toes because they know the Eagles are gonna pass. They know what's coming. That's the thing. It's like I know Sirianni is like, oh, the passes that we throw, the screen passes. Because again, this team is like screen, is super screen happy. Like don't don't ever play a drinking game where it's like take a shot every time this team throws a screen. Because again, you'll be drunk by the second quarter. But like I know Sirianni says, oh, those screens count as runs. No, they don't. You know what yeah. counts as a run? Handing the ball off to somebody. Yeah. About, no, you you think you think the offensive line says that? Like no, they like because you're you're not like like blowing off the ball right, when, right. when you're when you're running a screen. You're not. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like pass blocking and run blocking are totally different. And when you run those little RPOs or you are or, or like when you pass on an RPO or you run a screen pass, you know who's blocking differently? Those five guys in front of your quarterback. How about that? All right. So right now, I can't remember a worse looking RPO offense. Usually when I think RPO, it's like flashy plays. Like, I don't know, big chunks. These guys get four yards, like three yards on an RPO. They, the funny thing is, they scored that touchdown. Well, the, I guess what the 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 well was it the first touchdown or the second touchdown on that RPO to, to Miles Sanders. I think it was the second one. It's like, fam, they're not going to hand the ball off to Miles Sanders. They never hand the ball off to Miles Sanders. Why are you guys biting on that fate and letting oh, letting Jalen Hurts go around left end? That being when, said, <laughs> that being said, I my when Miles Sanders gets the ball four times, it is four times. <laughs> he is still, yeah, still trying to bounce the ball like like bounce it outside he see like even in his carries his five carries he still feel like and i, I mean i said it at the beginning of the season i think game was going to be the best running back on this team like by the end of the season i think it might be sooner like i, I mean for what the eagles are trying to do kenneth gainwell's a like a more useful running back i mean he's a he's a he's a great receiver and He's not, and he's willing to hit the hole, like yeah. the, that hole, like and, and like it's still like he doesn't learn his lesson, and I'm tired of like expecting things from players when they when they're not doing it. Like I don't know, like it, if Miles Sanders isn't looking, isn't hitting the hole straight now, he's never. No, and, and that's always been the knock on Miles Sanders that he's always trying to hit break that home run, and again, like, we're not going to be the you know the. <clears throat> break down the all 22 video for you guys. That's not how, how we are. But again, you can see the random clips that come on the timeline. Like Miles Sanders has holes where he can hit and pick up, you know, three or four yards. You can see him just ignore them and just try to break it outside and they get tackled in the backfield. Like I can't. And then again, of course you had the whole didn't run out of bounds situation uh, at, the end of, yes. at the end of the game against Carolina. It's like, I can't keep copping please for you if you don't hit the hole and then you make stupid decisions with the football at the end of the game. I can't sit here and tell you you're better, you're a, a, a more competent option than Kenneth Gainwell when you do stupid stuff. I can't. Yeah, no, like Chris, no. Like, Chris, like, like you said, not, Kenneth like, Gainwell is a better. He's a better receiver. He hits the hole, and like, he does everything that you want out of a running back more than Demar Sanders. Like he just does. I just don't see Kenneth Gainwell having negative plays. I don't. Right. Like, right. and 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 for for me, 
That's what I want a running back to do. I don't need a, an 80-yard touchdown. I don't. Like, I need you to move the sticks, save our deep, like, give, give our defense some rest. Because because when you do that on a first down, instead of it being second and five, second and four, it's second and eight. So right. what the hell are you – what's your purpose? Yeah, no. So, yeah, so – Again, I'm not mad. I remember you said this. You were you were way ahead of the curve on this because you said this before the season to me. At least you said it on here too. You said Kenneth Gainwell is going to be the dude. Miles Sanders super overrated or whatever. I'm like, no, you're crazy. Like it was that last coach. He didn't use this dude. Maybe he didn't use this dude for a reason. <laughs> like maybe there's yeah, something no, else. No, and yeah. like and that was even before this. I felt mm-hmm. like I don't know. People were clamoring for Miles Sanders. There had to have been something that was happening between the lines in the locker room or, or just during the week where these coaches are like, I don't know if we can rock, like, like trust this guy. And that, right. and that going out of bounds play, that's just like, you're just looking for like yards. Like I he did, like, he did like, it twice. He did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, dude, just it's four yards. Like, I don't yeah. know, like just live to fight another day. Like, and that's Miles Sanders thing is like, and, and it's not just the carries because he's been like this his entire career. It's like, like you could, if this were just this year and he's getting six carries a game and he's like, yo, he's trying to break a home run, like with his sixth carry. I'd be like, okay, no, it, like, it, like he's still trying to do it. Yeah. And I just, I would like to see, and well, before they came back, I was like, man, just trade Miles Sanders at the trade deadline. I'm sick. Like, no, like I, I like, but you need two running backs, but, I don't know at some point who get like who gets more snaps. I'll 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 tell you right now, like if if it's whenever if it's the fourth quarter, you're down seven, you're down ten, and you're trying to kind of you know put together a you know a, a, a quick drive to kind of get down the field and score and get the ball back. Kenneth Gainwell's on the field for me. I'm sorry. Like Kenneth Gainwell is my guy. Like he's the guy I trust more in the fourth quarter. Because again, he's more versatile, and more importantly, I just I just trust him to do the right thing yeah. more than I do Miles Sanders. Like if I if, again, if I'm in the fourth quarter and I'm trying to come back and I need yards, I know Kenneth Gainwell again is not going to try to be Superman and try to bustle on outside. Now again, Miles Sanders probably more dynamic, again probably faster or whatever have you. But if I throw the ball to Kenneth Gainwell, he'll catch it and he'll do something positive with it. If I give the ball to Miles Sanders, I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, um, no, and 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 for your running back, that should not. Be an issue you right. should know like i mean running backs are bland like i don't know you should know what you're getting out of you should know you're getting 15 touches for 80 yards or or, or whatever right. with miles sanders i don't know like i, I mean might, might he break a 45 yard run yeah but you know what you're getting in between those 45 runs one negative two negative three or three and it's not the line's fault it's his doing because he's not like i don't know like He's not playing team ball because if he were just because there are holes, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. No, they're there. The same, they're, yeah. the, these are the same, it's the same line that's blocking for Gainwell. And I don't see Gainwell having three yard losses. Yeah, no, those, those holes, holes are there. And again, we're, you know, we're, we're past the days again, you know, since the NFL is like a, kind of like a multi-back league now we're past the days where the one dude, you know, gets 30 carries and, you know, 150 yards, like outside of a few dudes, running backs are by and large boring. And that's fine. Again, outside of guys like Derrick Henry, who just runs over dudes. Like, just give me a give me a couple of dudes like Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's like one of the most yeah. boring NFL, boring running backs in the NFL. But you know what happens <laughs> when Tampa Bay hands him the football? He gets three or four yards every single time. Like that's it. Like I know what Leonard Fournette's going to do for me. Like I know what Ronald Jones is going to do for me. Those dudes are fine. Just give me a couple of those dudes. I'll take those dudes every day, day of the week over Miles Sanders. I apologize. I have to apologize because again, I was bullish on Miles Sanders. I thought he was a top 15 running back. He clearly isn't that. And, again, this is two coaching staffs now that aren't giving this dude the ball. Now, can we say the same about the wide receiver that was drafted before Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk, even though Brandon Ayuk isn't doing it? Like, is it – like, because, like, I was expecting to see more, and it feels like Jalen Rager's already getting leaped off, like, on the depth chart by Quez Watkins. Like, I mean, like when you see Quez, he makes plays. I, mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know what the hell Jalen Rager does. Like, I, I mean, he's not a dynamic kick returner, not no. a dynamic punt returner. Like, I, I mean, like, should you like, but, 
And I understand some people saying, oh, you should do some of this. No, no, no. That is, that's bull. Like, I mean, he should learn. He's in his second year. He should learn how to be an NFL wide receiver. You just can't rely on this dude. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, just run jet suites for him. No, learn how to play wide receiver. Yeah, like figure, like, figure out, again, whether you're an outside guy, whether you're a slot guy, whatever. Like, figure out what it is that you're good at and and, and get good at it. Like, this dude, again, this dude is not on the field for a reason. Like, I get, like, I will defer to Sirianni and the rest of that offensive coaching staff who are putting Quez Watkins out there over, a, over you know, over a former first-round pick in, in Jalen Rager. There's a reason why Quez Watkins is getting more snaps now than Rager because he's just better. He's just he – maybe he runs routes better. Maybe he blocks better. Like, he's just better than Jalen Rager. It's, I mean, again, he's a year and a half in. So, I mean, how concerned should we be? I mean, I'm moderately concerned because, again, you're always going to look at Justin Jefferson and wonder what if. But this dude should be giving you more than this. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care whether or not he's ever going to be Justin Jefferson. He won't be. You should be out playing Quest Watkins. Like, you should be out playing Greg Ward. You should be out playing these other dudes on this team. And you're not. And if you don't, then, again, you don't deserve to get those 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 starter snaps. Maybe, again, maybe he's just a slot guy. I don't know. But – but I think I think I think we know now. I think we're pretty close to the point now where that the Eagles are going to have to figure out what they're going to do on that other wide receiver spot across from Devontae Smith because Devontae Smith's a player. Like we know that that's fine. But he, like you got to you got to find somebody else. And I don't know if Quez is that guy and Jalen Rager darn sure. No, like he's you the guy. need to find a professional wide receiver. Yeah. not in the draft. Like yeah. you got to be done with the draft. You need to bring in an established guy. Right. Like someone said Brandon Cooks, and like I don't know, like that would Alan be an Robinson. ideal. Yeah. Yeah, or just someone who you don't need to worry about. Right. Like you line him up, he runs routes correctly. Like I, I like like he just no, like you need to stop with like this is enough draft capital on wide receiver. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously you cannot draft wide receivers well except for Devontae. Right. Like, no. But no. no, I don't know. You when you have salary cap room in 2025, sign a wide receiver. Um, since we're talking to the offense, we'll wrap it up on this. How concerned are you about this quarterback? Because, again, he did have the two rushing touchdowns against Carolina. They only had 5.4 yards per attempt. Again, like, you know, we talked about in the first half, they, like they barely threw the ball, you know, more than two yards past the line of scrimmage. Jalen Hurts' arm strength, I'm not going to say it's a problem, but, again, you have to game plan for or game plan around it. Um, how concerned are you about this dude being, again, your franchise guy going forward? <laughs> yes, I'm very. <laughs> like, I – like I just am watching these games and like, I don't know, like, is he doing a go- some good stuff? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. is he like, does he make plays at times? Yes. But there isn't enough. He doesn't have a lot of meat on his bone. Like, I I, I mean, it, it like, it, it's just, you see it on out routes. There's not a lot of juice to him. Like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. you see it like if he's close, like, I don't know. It, it like, if, if they're running play action in, like, the goal line. Does he throw a good ball? Yeah. Right. Okay. Like, I mean, but can you throw – like, I mean, do I expect you to, like, go across your body and throw a 40-yard pass to Mike Williams? No. But do I expect <laughs> you to, like, like throw a nice out route where, like, it doesn't look like a duck? Like, I, I just wonder. Like, I don't know. Like, and I thought about this, and – could you build a team around Jalen Hurts that could be good? Yeah. But more importantly, is it realistic to build a team, like an infra- like a, a defense and an offense that can compensate or that can mask some of the limitations Jalen Hurts has at quarterback? See, I, I think you I think you might have asked me a, a similar question last week, and I'll probably give you a similar answer. Is it is it realistic to build to build a team around Jalen Hurts' strengths and weaknesses? I think the answer is yes. It's a realistic do I trust Howie Roseman enough to build said team around Jalen Hurts' strengths and weaknesses? The answer is no. Like, I just don't trust this man as a drafter. I don't trust this man as an evaluator of free agent talent to bring in the right guys um, to, to build around Jalen Hurts. So I think the answer for that to that is no. No, um, and I think that, like, I like I I think teams that have a, a Jalen Hurts-esque quarterback, regard, like, even if you have the best-case scenario of a, of a talented team, these teams max out and they don't mm-hmm. max out at Super Bowl. Right. Do they like their best case scenario is good team, playoff team, maybe win a game, and that's it. But I I don't want that. No, no, <laughs> like, I, I, no. <laughs> and I and like and I think like I don't know, and, and people are saying 
yo, like, I don't know, like, like, Sirianna's not giving him a fair shake, and, like, I don't know, they need to do better. He does need to do better. But you know what? Jalen Hurts needs, like, I'm sorry, there ain't no play calling that can hide 12 of 25 for 70 yards. That was pathetic. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it was it was anemic. Like, it's, like, I, again. Like, and I think to, we mentioned this, and, and I think we mentioned this, like, offline. Mm-hmm. He's not reading the field. Uh, and, like, I don't know if this is a confidence thing or he's just not, like, there yet in the quarterbacking, like, I don't know, in, in his development. But, man, he's just eyeball. Like, I mean, no, it's like it's like the Trayvon Diggs play in, in, in Dallas. But, I mean, whether it's Dallas Goddard, like, I don't know, staring him down. Like, I, I mean, you're giving, like, and especially when you're playing fast defenses, they only need, a like, a subtle hint that you're going to throw to a guy. And, right. Like, and, and that's, the, like, and that's why I don't think you're getting a lot of dudes that are getting yak because they're they're just dudes so close to them. And, and that's and that's the thing. It's like, again, like, should we expect like how much of that should we expect again? Game five games in, six weeks in, into Jalen Hurts' career, and how much should we expect by the end of the, the year? Because again, like, I don't know. I'll, like, maybe I expected just these are. I just thought these were the things you you develop at Alabama or or like in college or or, or whatever. I was wrong. Right. So I need to change my expectations. Now is it now if we have a progress report six weeks from now, mm-hmm. or like I don't know at, at the bye, should Jalen Hurts be looking off guys or and and, and going through his progression? Jalen Hurts should be um, he should be noticeably a noticeably better quarterback than he was week one. I think we can agree on that. Or week two, you know, whatever. Or at, at the beginning of the season, like we should see noticeable improvement. Um. But yeah, is it well, let, well, let me let me say let me say this. Have you have you seen noticeable improvement from Jalen Hurts over these past five weeks? No. I don't know if the answer is yes. I mean, it's no, it's not worse. Yeah, well, I mean, well, the, the Atlanta game is kind of hard to like. It's Atlanta sucks. So, so it's like, no, I don't think he tr- like. I don't know if he's not trusting because I'm sorry, we're we're not playing this. Wide receivers aren't getting open game anymore. No, we're no, not. We're not. No, 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 no. like no. he's not throwing to his wide receivers, Roy. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like I mean, Quez like, is open, Devontae's open, those tight ends are open. Like, no, and and we said this, he's still not comfortable throwing in the tight. He's he's not throwing in the NFL windows. He's though he's he's he wants dudes to be SEC open. Yeah. And newsflash, you ain't gonna get that ever. Right, right. Yeah, like you like guys have to be SEC open. If guys if guys have to be SEC open for Jalen Hurts to be a good quarterback. Then you might as well take one of these three first round draft picks and get a quarterback. Because because again, like that doesn't work in the NFL. Like these quarterbacks that are really good in this league, they throw in these windows. Like you saw it this past week. There were a bunch of guys who made big boy throws this weekend where it's like, you know what? Like Jalen Hurts, that's not in the tool bag right now. Um, no, but do I like I mean, do I want you to be Zach Wilson where you throw 13 picks? No. But no, no and I think this is his propensity to be a little risk averse, where he's right. not willing to like. But does it matter, Roy, when you're not getting yards, you're still putting the defense at a disadvantage? Like, I, I mean, like, you're damned if you – I would rather you take some risks mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know, just trust yourself, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, if you throw a pick, then throw – like, I, I mean, do I want you to throw five picks a game? No. But maybe you throw one and you learn your lesson. But right. this what you need – he needs to sink or swim. And I don't know – and the sink or swimming it isn't ready. Like, I'm not ready to do that yet. But right. – don't you need to know that he can like operate from the pocket and like deliver like consistent balls? Yeah. Just like, again, we, we need to see. And again, like, I'm not sure when that's going to happen. That's what I'm hoping. Like at some point, maybe, again, maybe it's a Lions game. Like maybe, maybe just run into a really bad team and you can kind of just see all this stuff at one time. Like you can see Jalen hurts, just stay in the pocket and just deliver passes all game. That's another see, thing. That's another yeah. thing. He is. And it's not like he's running either, which is crazy. Like, I don't know. He's, but he's too quick to get out of the pocket but right. he's scrambling but he's not running right. just run <laughs> just run like it's fine like if you're going to get out of the pocket if you're going to get out of the pocket just run like it's fine like you have the legs like you like you have the athleticism just run like it's fine because like, the chances stay, of stay you yeah. making a play outside of the pocket when you're just like just running around are zero yeah well and, and again like the, the line that you mentioned before the line's been pretty good these past couple of weeks despite everybody being hurt Line's been pretty good, so you've had time to you've had time to stay in the pocket. 
um, and kind of do your thing. But again, if, you're, if your thing is throw four yard passes, then I don't like that thing. That's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. But anyhow. But but will we see this this week? I don't think so. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> did you mean did we see this this week? <clears throat> oh, I don't dude. know. Maybe we didn't see it. Maybe against the, the well against the Bucks, we saw some great things out of Jalen Hurts. I don't know. We're kind of talking in, in, in past tense. Um, neither one of us thinks that the Eagles will win Saturday. We'll have one on Thursday. So, again, we're assuming this team is going three and going three and three heading into next week's game. Um, but uh, against the against the Raiders, but who knows? I mean, I don't know. Like maybe they can kind of pull off the ups. I don't see it because again, uh, the the Tampa Bay Bucks are just coming off of a five. Well, t- Tom Brady's coming off of a five touchdown game um, against Miami. Um, the Bucks are only favored by six and a half, though, in the sports books as again as we're recording this. So the lines, well, I guess the lines about right because the game's here. Um, but again, if the Eagles win this game, then everything we said about the Eagles and having a whole bunch of holes probably goes out the window because that defense probably steps up. Jalen Hurts has to be, he probably looks like he did against Atlanta if they win this Tampa Bay game. So I think it's a whole, a totally different team if they win this you game. Would need they a defense, you would need a defense to repeat what they did against Carolina. So you would need two interceptions by Darius Slay, another one by Steven Nelson, a sack by Fletcher Cox, a block punt by TJ Edwards. Yes. Yeah, probably probably all that stuff needs to happen if you're going to be Tampa Bay. Um, again, if you know, quote unquote, if Tom Brady's um, injured thumb is healthy, because again, the Eagles are down. No Lane Johnson, no Dallas Goddard, so they're a little beat up as well. Um, so again, hopefully you guys are listening to this after an Eagles win, but we will see about that. Um, we'll wrap up the NFL talk with a couple things that happened this week. John Gruden out as Raiders head coach after a bunch, and I mean a bunch, of racist, sexist, and homophobic emails were uncovered during an investigation of the Washington football team. Um, So there's been an investigation of Washington for several years now, but everybody else has been taken out except for the Washington football team, which is a little weird to me. Uh, Washington was fined $10 million um, earlier this year, but this investigation is looking at 650,000 emails um, from the Washington football team's uh, representatives and some of those emails um, John Gruden was wild out of pocket on. Um, it started last week. I mean, in the last week um, there was the email um, where he, uh, about uh, DeMora Smith. Um, he apologized for it and he said he didn't have a, a blade of racism in his body. John Gruden said that. Um, but apparently he had a whole lot of blades in, in his in his closet because uh, yeah, these emails are pretty bad. So John Gruden no longer Who coach. does this in emails? Can I, yeah, can I ask a question? Let me just ask a question. Because, again, apparently most of these, I think most if not all of these came from John Gruden's personal email. But they went to Bruce Allen's Redskins email because they were the Redskins at the time. Who is sending, who is talking like any of this on anybody's work email? Like, is it, is it, is this natural? Is this what people no, do? No, this, no, this is John Gruden thinking he's God. And, like, I don't know, like, like, he, like, he, I, I mean, none of it, like, Sorry, none of this really is surprising, and the brazenness of it is is the least surprising. Like yeah. I don't like, and I think this is just like NFL head coaches just have this like godlike quality. Like I don't know, they feel like they're above reproach, and I think John Gruden's at the top of that above reproach list. And he didn't feel that well. What it? I like. I don't think like. Do you think he was ever even sweating these emails? Like, I don't know. These emails have been out in circulation forever. He just, like, he just thought, like, I don't know, statues, statues, the statute of limitations had passed. He he got it. And then after he gave that bull excuse about the DeMar Smith, he's like, I'm good. But then, what, like like Adam Schefter said, when you when you run the full mountain or whatever the hell he said about insulting people, like, I mean, like, like and I, I mean, like, maybe Goodell had a little axiogram when you call him uh, a bad word like I, I mean like like no it like a lot of it was like i don't know you just like you called you just called out like the commissioner you gay like i, I mean like you, you pretty much covered every reason for you to get fired right like yeah as you mentioned adam Schefter said he did a, did a clean sweep on everybody just insulted everybody um like you said use use um use a, a homophobic slur against roger goodell um, he's a whole bunch of other racial slurs and even sent pictures of, of topless uh, cheerleaders um, out on this email thread. So, but you're right. Like, so there's a couple of things. So he wasn't a coach for most of the, the, the emails that kind of went through, but he, but he was a coach and he was a, a member of ESPN at the time um, for the, I guess the more infamous ones. But when you're a coach and when you're a guy like John Gruden at that level, there's probably some level of, you know, invincibility. 
and you sent these emails, you know, in some cases to, you know, higher ups in the league and, you know, league officials and things like that. And if no one checked you on these things in 2011, you probably exactly. ain't thinking about them in 2021. Exactly. Right. And, so and like, like, yeah. like, does this mean he shouldn't be like, I don't know, like held accountable in 2021? Hell no. But like, I don't know. That's, I, I mean, we're being honest, man. Like, I mean, yeah. like, like, and like people and some clowns are like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. What would happen if someone checked your email? You know what they would find, Roy? They'd find a lot of Amazon emails. They'd find a lot of <laughs> emails from my kids about, like, I don't know. I can guarantee you ain't, you ain't finding anything in my email worth a crap. Yeah, like, check my work email. Check my check my home, my, my personal email. Like, like there is nothing even remotely close to anything that came out of those Gruden emails. Like, this is so you know wild what, to me. You know the consistent thing you'll find is your item has shipped. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Would you like to leave a review on these headphones that you bought seven times because yes, you broke the or, other six? Yeah, yeah, or like I don't know, like or like I don't know. Your your shoes have been sent for authentication. Like I right. like like th- this is why like it's wild to me what people do on mediums that like I don't know that like could pot well one, you just, we're, we're just not evil people. But right. I mean, even if I was like wouldn't this be something that like would go on like a thing that could be like deleted immediately? Like, yeah, because like, they had app the- or like Snapchat. Yeah, they had the thing. I forget what it was called. Like the Mark Cuban had that little messaging service where you can like you would send the message and it would like delete itself within like an hour or a day or something like that. If you go on, like if you're sending this wild stuff over email, like yo man, Roger Goodell is X Y Z. You're gonna put it on an email thread where like multiple people get it, and including Redskins.com. Like this is this is in this is insanity to me. This is pure insanity. I mean, maybe I'm just a scaredy cat and I don't say bad things over any medium. But like even though I were sending like a text message, I'd be like, dude, they could like screenshot that yeah like text messages like like children and adults everybody, anybody listening that stuff don't go away all right no. so be, be very careful what you send over text be very careful what you send over over email because again that stuff does not go away at all no you're whatsoever. more likely to like i don't know be a fighter if you like curse like i, I mean yeah. hell i curse on, on on twitter but like it's not like i don't know like i'm telling someone to like i don't know like commit something like yeah. i don't like they're just a there's that line of demarcation. Like I like to be honest. Like, like people curse on the internet all the time, but it's yeah. when you, but it's when you jump that that line that like, the frankly Slurs. everyone knows. Everyone <laughs> yeah. knows. Yes, the slur yeah. line. Yeah. Everyone knows the line, but of course people are still wanting to like live in the past. Da, 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 da. It's like no, we've evolved as a society. Can't crack right. gay, gay jokes anymore. You can't crack black jokes anymore. You can't no. crack Asian jokes. And you know what? Who cares? Like, I don't know. This like, is, it's fine. No, like, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Dave Chappelle, it, it, of all, you're a funny guy. You don't need to talk about that crap. Right. No, exactly. Right. Like, again, the like, times are different now. Again, like, if this was back in the 80s. Again, that stuff happens. It goes different. Like, again, you know like, what was, you, you know what was possible? Like, you know what was, like, okay before? Slavery. We right. evolved. Like, I don't, right. I don't understand these 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 idiots that are just like yes i want to go back it's like no no you, <laughs> do you remember that like picture of like the ape and like the man and like like like, like that evolution thing that's what we're doing we're evolving yeah. yeah things again things change again like you know back in the 80s you know popular comedy specials like eddie murphy's raw eddie murphy's delirious those things were hilarious back in the 80s if eddie murphy tried to tell those same jokes in 2021 it wouldn't work it's different Right? No, and and, and and you know what? It's okay to watch Eddie Murphy Raw. It's like fine. I don't know in twenty twenty one. It's fine. It's, fine. it's o- yeah. like is it's it's okay to watch DX and the Nation do that blackface. Like it because right. it happened in nineteen. You understand it, the context, right? Con- yes, the context. And I think people just refuse to like acknowledge context. Like I don't know, nineteen ninety eight was a hell of a lot different time. And if you know, and once again, if you know the context, you'll know that. The members of the nation who are black co-signed on them doing that. If if you would know that, it wouldn't bother you that much. No, no. So yeah, so understand the context, people. That's all we're that's all we're trying to tell you. And, all right. and, yeah. and 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 be careful on them emails, man. Yeah, be careful. Be careful. Um, speaking of emails, really quick, you know, Adam Schefter under fire for his own emails. Um, he sent an article ahead of getting it getting posted uh, to Bruce Allen for approval. Um, really quick, because again, I, I want to talk some Sixers. So I don't want to get too deep into this. Um, that's wild. That's wild, crazy. Like, like I've never heard of a journalist do that before. Journalists do kind of contact sources and say, "Hey, this article is going to come out. 
you know, can I get some quotes from her? Or can you either say this happened or this didn't happen? That's one thing. But to send a whole article to a dude and say, yo, Mr. Editor, can you edit this and correct this and read this or that? That's a little wild. But again, that being said, Adam Schefter ain't going nowhere. You, you think you're going to cancel Shefty over like some <laughs> his reckless journalism practices back in 2011, whatever it is. That dude ain't going nowhere. So no, it was wild. He shouldn't have done again, it. He once again, no, once again, understand the dude's background. Like, like, it, like one, because a lot of these people that are, I hate the stupid ass word, canceled. They were gonna get. They were they were teetering on that cancel, right. and they just did something to get them. What the hell, Shefty do anything to be canceled? No, Shefty ain't going nowhere. He's an insider because he he deals he deals like this. This is what he does. He trades information with guys in the know and things like that. That's why he gets the information. Again, he should not have done that. That's not what quote unquote journalists do. He ain't a but journalist. Again, but again, like if like you want to consider him a journalist, like like um like these dudes who uh do like the inside, you know, the Mark Fanaruata and those dudes. He's an insider. He trades information. So if you want to know, like him and Shams and Woj, they all do stuff that's kind of kind of gray when it comes to journalism yes, but they get I all the scoops you, they probably have done a very similar unethical thing yeah. in their in their professional career thousand percent. my god thousand percent so good like should he have done it no do i care no is he going yeah anywhere? no no well, no there are certain <laughs> things that i will not even acknowledge about like i don't know i there are just things i just won't have an opinion on had no opinion about adam Schefter. none i had no yeah. idea what the hell like i i had a feeling it was something about like this thing and like he might have done something like i don't know like like i don't know with not 100 integrity do i care no no again so so we'll say this kids out there if you're starting out in the business and you're trying to be a journalist don't do what adam Schefter did there you go we'll be positive with that that being said adam Schefter is adam Schefter because he kind of does stuff like this so i'm not saying you should never ever do it but if you want to be the by the book journalist you know again the the the, the uh, Seth Wickersham type of dude, he ain't doing this. Yeah, but again, it's a different world. And Adam Schefter again, <clears throat> he's an insider, not a journalist. A yes, don't be Jason Blair. Yeah, don't be Jason Blair. Just don't be Jason Blair. All right, we got to talk some Sixers. We got like eight minutes left. We got to talk about Sixers because randomly, out of the well, not not completely random, because Monday there was a report that said that Simmons and the team, Ben Simmons and, and the Sixers, were working on a resolution to their um, summer long disagreement. And so, of course, we're like, you know, how how sway? Like, how is this happening? Then all of a sudden, on Monday, while the Sixers are playing, Ben Simmons just shows up. And he's like, yo, Elton Brand gets a text on the cell phone. They're like, yo, Ben's outside. Ben Simmons hopped on the first thing smoking to get back to Philadelphia to report for the team. Was it because he was getting fined thousands of dollars a day? Whom's to say? Probably was. But we, we don't know the answer. And we haven't gotten the answer yet because as of right now, Ben Simmons – is not talking to the media. He's working out by himself on the side with the coaches in isolation because he's reportedly unvaccinated. So <laughs> he's going to have to go through several days of negative COVID tests until he can practice with the team. Talk about running the gamut of just 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 peeing people off. You show up randomly. No one the Sixers, the Sixers had no idea he was going to show up. He just shows up randomly. Elton Brand gets a text. He shows up. He takes his physical. He takes his COVID test. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, like you can't really practice with the team, even practice with the team yet, because you ain't even like you're not even cleared to go. So he's still going through all the COVID protocols. Didn't travel with the team to Detroit um on Friday yesterday um for their for their game there. So I don't know what's going on with the situation, but according to reports, Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers met with Ben Simmons multiple times. They say the meetings went great. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but the assumption by even some though- even though Doc Rivers said, at, like in a press conference, he could he play? Sure, I assume. <laughs> yeah, no, that that just that just an endorsement of great. Yeah, the the assumptions are by some, and I say by some because everybody's not on the same page with this. The assumption by some is that he'll play once he's cleared. Again, other people doubt that he'll suit up, but again, this has been a wild week uh, when it comes to Ben Simmons. Uh, Josh Harris is on the record saying that he is happy that he's back in the market. He's looking forward to seeing him on opening night. This weird story got even weirder, Chris Domingo. Opening night for the Sixers is Wednesday against the Pelicans. On the road against the Pelicans. Opening opening night in Philadelphia, the home opener. Friday night against the Brooklyn Nets. Does Ben Simmons play 
Friday night against or either one of those games? Does he play for the Sixers next week? I have no idea. No. <laughs> and that's probably the right answer. No one knows. I give up. No, I give up trying to predict anything. I was not – I did not see him just, like, taking a red eye to Philly just to, like, I don't know, recruit, recruit, any, recruit any cash he got. No, like, the Ben being in the building part has just left me bewildered because I didn't think it was – like, I thought even if they started talking – I mean, <laughs> I don't even know if he's talked to his teammates yet. So – I thought that, like, I don't know, like, like, even if he got, like, I thought that, like, I don't know, he would show up, air quotes, but he wouldn't stay away. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, or like, they would, or do they make him like, because is he in shape? Like, I don't know, like, I don't like, he's been practicing, but I, I mean, just like, I don't know, dunking on a bunch of Santa Monica teachers isn't, isn't practicing. So there's a lot we don't know. Like I, I don't know. Like we like is he like I mean he didn't have a training camp. So right. does he need a training camp? And the season's like I don't like my my prediction is he is not playing the first couple games. Based on I wish, Yeah, I, I probably I probably should look at maybe I, uh, I, you know let me look at the schedule right now cuz maybe cuz like you said like he hasn't had a training camp and you know playing against John Wall in, in a Santa Monica gym is a little bit different than than you know being ready to go cuz again opening nights four days away uh, for, for the Sixers? Like, is Ben Simmons, who hasn't spoken to his teammates as of yet, is Ben Simmons ready to be the starting point guard for a, 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 a Sixers team that starts the NBA season in four days? The answer is probably unlikely. But, yeah. again, like, it's really it's really wild. Like, <laughs> like I'm just, like, again, I, I, I'm always going to be have that little thing in the back of my head. It's like, yo, what is, you know, what's, what's really happening? Is is he going to kind of try to slow play this so he doesn't see that see the crowd? Maybe it buys him another week. Oh, oh no! Um, I, I I this is my prediction. He suffers a lower body injury while mm, training. Mm. So Simmons suffers a lower body injury, doesn't play you know doesn't play with the team until again the trade probably the trade deadline. Of course, that's what everybody's kind of pointing to now, saying why why is he showing up because he's hoping to get dealt. You know, after uh, but, December fifteenth. But boy, what is the point of him being here? So he doesn't get fined. No, Marshawn Lynch though. For the team's sake. Well, the team can't tell. Well, I mean, they all right. So here's the thing: if the team tell says don't show up, they got to pay him. Like you can't, you can't say like don't show up because you can't don't say don't show up. We won't pay you. So because think, they can't be this oblivious to the fact that I. I don't know if it's beneath Ben Simmons to sabotage the team. I'm like anyone who says Ben is incapable of like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like not giving his all is full of stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, no one can say it. Like whatever he's done in the last few months has given me no indication. He's not willing to like do, because do what they did with Anthony Davis. where like, he plays 20 minutes. And like I don't know, like and then they sit him out for the fourth quarter, like something like that, or like I don't know, like I don't know. I feel that Simmons is desperate, and he wanted like I mean like he's already like I don't know like I'm sorry, I still believe you cannot go back on a lot of this stuff. Like I mean like every press conference is going to be awkward. Ben Simmons is going to have to do media. What's he going to say? But the thing is this, uh, like, and I'll give his teammates credit if they're lying, because he might be. Everybody's saying the right things. Like Joel Embiid saying the right things. Danny Green saying the right things. Seth Curry saying the right things. They're like, they understand what the deal is. And But Ben Simmons gives us a, the best chance to win, and we'll welcome him back with open arms. They're all saying the right things. Can Ben Simmons, again, we'll wrap it up on this. Can Ben Simmons, is there, a, is there can you see a path where Ben Simmons shows back up and is ready to go? And they kind of pick back up where they left off last year. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, all right. Because I'm hoping, bet, I'm hoping there's that, but I'm I don't quite see it yet. I don't quite. See I would it. bet my life that that no, like no, like has this ever happened? Where where like something to this level has happened between teammates, and they just said, "Let bygones be bygones." These dudes are egomaniacs. The Ben Simmons is gonna let. Like I don't know, because he's still jilted. He's still jilted that they haven't built the offense around it, and that's right. just in his head. 
Right. How's he going right. to let go of the fact that he got in his mind thrown under the bus? No, that's a, that's a good point. And, and of course, I know we'll have way more to talk about Ben Simmons next week because I'm sure something else will happen uh, by the time we're on the airwaves next week. He of might course, play. Yeah, he might he might play. I mean, again, we'll be we'll be a day after the home opener or after the uh, the opener against the Pelicans. So maybe we get to see to see a Ben Simmons sighting um, before uh, the Sixers take the court against the Nets on the 22nd. But we'll talk about that next week here. 106.5 FM WPPM LP Philadelphia Again, keep it locked here on the station all month long and check us out at ppmfest.org. But we are done for this week. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. Hi, I'm Jack Fitzgerald. Many people think it's better to sell your car or truck yourself. Sounds easy, but Esmond warns that sellers are at risk of fraud, scams, robbery, and worse. If you're selling your car or truck, take the stress out of dealing with strangers. Fitzgerald buys any make or model, so you enjoy the safety and comfort of the Fitzway experience and the highest value for your car. Go to Fitzmall.com today for transparency and trust. That's the Fitzway.